Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us yet again for That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane, and I am with Voice Matters, and I have here with Karen Swim, of course, my wonderful co-host. And today, we are so thrilled to have this guest. Today, we are joined by Jared Martin of One Pitch. Jared is the co-founder and chief operations officer at One Pitch, where their mission is to change the way publicists and journalists connect meaningfully and relevantly with one another, which we love. That's what we're all about. Um, and, you know, this is really evident if you're a listener of the One Pitch podcast, which is called Coffee with a Journalist. It's hosted by One Pitch co-founder Nick Bamberger. And to date, she's interviewed over 80 journalists. And we can't wait to hear more about that. Uh, Jared's background is in PR, digital marketing, and communications. And that has contributed to his, their success in building One Pitch. It's really a major player in the PR and software as a service industry. So when he's not managing projects or speaking with customers, Customers are talking with us. You can usually find Jared at the beach surfing or on the golf course. Love that. But right now, he's here with us at That Solo Life. Welcome, Jared. How are you today? Well, thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be here and really excited to, to share a little bit more with the listeners today. Uh, we, we are thrilled. So excited. So I, Michelle, and you and I were talking in the, the green room before before the yes. show. And I'm so thrilled because I'm a one pitch user and fan. I love, 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 love the tool. And so I'm so excited to hopefully introduce it to a whole new world of PR people today. Yeah. Yeah. I confess I've, I am new to it. So I am very excited to dig in. I think it's a fantastic tool. So, but our listeners are probably saying, well, get to it already. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about one pitch. Yeah. So one pitch, I, I love to use this analogy because I think it clicks for a lot of folks who maybe are not as familiar with what we do or with tools such as ours. Um, but I always say it's like a match.com. What we do is we allow folks uh, like PR professionals, marketers, communicators to sign up for our free service. They tell us a little bit of news about their client or about their brand. And in turn, we'll generate a custom media list based on that information. So it's, it's a lot different than a lot of these other providers in the space where you'd maybe you know sign up for a contact database, type in some keywords, and you'd have pages on pages on pages of results related to just a few words. Um, we're, we're really taking it a step further and we're looking at not just these pitches and, and really scanning and analyzing a lot of that subject matter. We're also comparing that to what journalists actually write about. We're not looking at just one article or two. We're looking at a real profile of those journalists and getting a, a really good idea of, okay, you know, this person might write about Amazon and Google, but they have some other stories mixed in between. And so there are other opportunities for folks to connect with them. So we're, we're kind of uh, reinventing the, the PR software industry, if you will. And we're really excited with the new technology that we've implemented. We've seen a lot of folks sign up. We've seen a lot of people come back and continuously use it. Karen, I know you mentioned that you do kind of a sanity check sometimes with your own existing media lists. And I, and I mentioned, you know, a lot of folks are doing the same thing where they're compiling a media list and kind of just double checking to make sure they have all the right and relevant contacts listed. And who knows, you may find, you know, one or two additional people using our service that would be beneficial to include on your list and eventually pitch. Yeah, honestly, one of the biggest benefits that I have experienced, and, and I like this, I mean, yes, I do have a media database service, 
which I find less and less useful every passing week, to be honest with you. But what I love about one pitch is two things. Number one, it helps me to get into the right mindset when I'm writing my pitches, um, especially lately, because I've been so tired and overwhelmed, but because I love for my pitches to be super succinct. And of course, like all good PR people, you tailor them to the journalist. So it helps me think through the most important key points. Like if I, if I have two seconds, what am I going to say? Because of the way that the pitch document is formulated in one pitch, you can't, you, you can't go on and on. You've got to hit it and you've got to really get in there and give your best pitch. So I love that that it really helps me to think through my framing. But the second thing I love is that even when I have a media list specifically for that particular pitch, it always delivers me journalists that I hadn't thought of. Journalists that just, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't think about that person or, hey, who is that person? I didn't, I didn't have them on my radar. And I love that you not you you not only get the name of the journalist and the contact information, but you get their social. Because then I always dig a little deeper. I read the stories, but you also get like this score that tells you how active they are. So I love like you get information that you're not getting from the typical media base. When you go into a media database, you're getting a name and some contact, and that's really about it. Um, some databases give you a little bit more, but this really is a different tool. So I, you know, I want people to understand that this is to me like a modern version that works better for the way that I work. And also when you're pitching, you don't really need a list of a hundred people. Nobody needs that. You don't even have a time to do 100 customized pitches. You really need a tight, rich list. And that's what you get back and you get it back for specific pitches. So I don't know how everybody else builds their database. I have, you know, list that are bigger lists that we pull from, but we always build a custom list for each pitch that we're doing. So it's a great Mm -hmm. service. Um, I'm really curious to know like how you, you know, how, you know, how did you formulate this idea? What, Mm -hmm. tell us about that process. Yeah. And and I think really to, to kind of bring that full circle, one pitch has evolved over the past four years when we launched the service in 2017, it was a completely different model, completely mm-hmm. different um, functionality, if you will. And we started out with saying, okay, let's opt in journalists into our database, which believe me, it was very tough. First yes. of all, it's hard enough to get a response sure. from a journalist, let alone say, <laughs> hey, do you want to be signed up to this thing and get pitches from people? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can imagine how many people said yes versus no. <laughs> So we, taking that into consideration, we, we kind of, you know, started out with a, our first rendition or our first model, if you will. And we realized actually during the pandemic that it, it just wasn't sustainable and it wasn't working very well. And I think like a lot of folks, it gave us a lot of time to think about how can we make this better and how can we improve upon that? And during the summer last year, we kind of went back to the drawing board and we said, okay, what's working and what's not working, not only on one pitch, but elsewhere within the whole entire software space. And how can we bring a new and a fresh approach to this industry, which we've always tried to do. And I think originally, you know, we were kind of almost like a reverse Haro, if you will. Um, But really when we sat down again, we said, okay, we have to do something new and we have to do something very different. And we thought about it and we're like, you know, you know, journalists obviously write a lot. And a lot of times when PR folks are doing their research and their due diligence, they're going to the author page and looking over headlines and reading some of their various articles. 
So we kind of put ourselves into the seat of that PR professional or into, you know, that mindset, which most of us are, but again, we're doing other stuff on a daily basis, not yeah. just PR. But we really said to ourselves, okay, how, how can we make this work from that perspective? And so we decided, you know, why don't we start looking at articles and creating what we, you know, kind of reference now as a profile of these journalists, where we, you know, we scan over their articles, we pull some text, we pull some terms from it. And from the technology perspective, again, we're kind of creating these database of folks and creating a profile about them. So that way, when PR professionals or marketers or communicators come to our service. And like you said, Karen, you know, you get a list of, of various data points. We do include what we call a pitch score or a recommendation score, which relates to how closely that pitch is in relation, in relation to what the journalist writes about. We have an activity score, which talks about how um, active they are or how frequently they're publishing articles. But we also included other very important data points like the articles that were identified as the most relatable to the pitch. Uh, we were looking at keywords that, you know, again, are relevant between the pitch as well as those articles that were read through. Um, we're, we've introduced some tag filtering, and we're also introducing some other filters, again, to kind of narrow down that funnel to be very, very specific. So to, to kind of shorten all of that up, again, we, we kind of put ourselves into the mindset and into the seat of PR professionals and looked at, all the various steps that they take when yeah. they're researching journalists, compiling media lists, and then eventually doing the outreach. And we said, all right, how can we package that up into one nice, neat little service? And so that's where you know we are today. That's fantastic. I, yeah. And I, the, here's the key words for our audience. They put themselves in the PRC. It's mm -hmm. understand PR. That's a huge differentiator. I find that if you yeah. don't understand, how can you really develop a product for people if you don't understand their day-to-day -day and how they're thinking? So I feel like this really is built for PR people. Yeah, and it certainly fills that need. It's funny when you said it's like a match.com because that's what I thought of as I was working on the intro. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I better not put that in there. He might not take to that. So I'm glad that, that you threw it out there. And well, you know, of course, we're always working on ways to introduce ourselves to journalists. So I know for myself, I tend to be more introverted and like, hey, I don't want to buy you i know you're super busy but i really need to get to know someone so you know in a way your podcast coffee with a journalist is an ideal way that that you have created to do that so when did mm -hmm. that come into play in the process if i recall correctly we started the podcast in i believe 2018 and it was it was very much a pilot project we were like okay let's we have these journalist relationships that we've yeah. built um, you know, people are, are constantly trying to figure out what they write about, who they are, how they want to be pitched, all, all these various preferences for each individual journalist. And so we said, you know, why don't we just try to podcast and see if we can interview them and extract some of these details that you really cannot find anywhere else. And so we piloted our first season. We did about 12 episodes and we were blown away by the, not just the response, but the, the listenership, the viewership that we got out of that first season. So that led us to a second season. And I think right now we are probably on like episode 75 of season two. And we are, I mean, we're still rolling. We've got a ton of folks in the queue for the next couple of months. We're starting to do some, some dual journalist episodes where we have two folks from the same outlet come on and kind of do a little back and forth. We're really excited for that. Um, 
so, I mean, really the podcast, again, it kind of originated out of this need that wasn't being served for folks and, and needing to really understand and find out more about journalists beyond just their articles, beyond just a Twitter headline, beyond, you know, just a very simple description on their LinkedIn, for example. And we've, we've found some, a lot of really cool details. We actually released earlier this year, a state of pitching report. Yeah. And we, what we did is we looked at all of our guests from season two, the first 50 of them. And we just did a little bit of an analysis on some of their feedback on various topics and really broke down, okay, what is their role? What type of audience are they catered to? And we found some really interesting findings and we realized subject lines are important to some, but not to everyone. Hmm. We realized data is important to a lot of people, but for very few, it's not. (laughs) Uh, We also realized that at the end of the day, you know, they really, they just want to be pitched in a very direct and succinct way. They don't need a a huge paragraph and a ton of info, um, but they also really pride themselves on relationships. And we know Hmm. that the closer that you've worked with somebody or the more that you've tried to facilitate that, the better chances that you have of Hmm. getting to work with them in the future. Yeah. And I know we were talking prior to going live today about even just, you know, giving journalists a heads up that you have something coming, you know, whether and anywhere from a a massive product launch all the way down to, you know, a community event, just so that Mm -hmm. they get things on their calendar. I know that that's generally appreciated. And, you know, and this is a great way to get in front of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I'm curious because it, it's funny because a lot of times clients will want to hire you because of relationships. And, you know, our team has always been one to say, that's great having relationships, but do we know every single journalist under the sun? We don't. What really matters is the ability to really be relevant, to understand their readers, their their likes. And that means you have to be able to do the research when you're pitching somebody new and be relevant. Like you, it can't be yeah. self-serving. It has to be about them. However, Absolutely. I do think that even when you are pitching somebody for the first time, especially during this pandemic, let your humanity shine through. I've always done that. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a human being, they're a human being. Um, my most successful pitches are always like one to two sentences. It's like mm-hmm. super duper duper short. And um, people think that's really funny. Like, wow, that works. Like they don't need a ton of information. They just need to know that it's something of interest to them and their readers, that it hasn't been covered, that you have a different angle and that this is somebody that can actually speak to what you're saying. And then, and then you can get into more details once, you know, they say that they have an interest. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious because now you've been doing this, has there been anything in either, you know, creating the company or with the podcast that totally took you by surprise that you're like, Whoa, was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think the podcast would, would maybe supersede the company a little bit just because again, it was, it was kind of a very rough idea that we had. Um, we had no idea if journalists were going to be interested in being a part of it. We had no idea how many people were going to find it useful and valuable. And I think that took us by surprise. And one example just happened within the past two weeks. Uh, there was a gentleman who tagged us on Twitter. He said that he had listened to an episode with Dan Bova of Entrepreneur and took some notes down and ended up pitching a writer from Entrepreneur and got a placement out of it. And it was all purely from just that one episode that he had listened uh-huh. to. And that's like, I mean, again, at the end of the day, that's like the holy grail for us. We're like, all right, we're doing this for a purpose, but that is yeah. the, the end goal for anyone who's listening, of course. Yeah. So that was that was a really big moment for us. 
And I think, you know, not to, not to, to downplay the company itself. I think we, you know, we're really impressed with just the attention we've been able to grab over these past, really over this past year, especially when we're competing with these much larger players. Um, and for those, those who aren't familiar with us, we're a very, very small team. There's less than 10 of us who work at one pitch and about 80% of those people are on the development team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and aside from that, we're, we're bootstrapped. We're not funded. We're, you know, we, we come up with all our own capital and that's tough, wow. especially in this yeah. day and age. So I'm really proud of our team and what we've been able to accomplish because yeah. for a small team, we are very mighty and we're, you know, my, uh, my co-founder Beck and I, we like to say we're loud. And we are we are very loud right now, and we're trying to be even louder as time goes on. Well, one of the things that you do really well is that you're out there, um, and that brings us to Twitter because yeah. I love following you on Twitter. You're very active there. Tell us about what you think PR people might be missing in using that, and not only their pitching efforts, but in branding for their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing, well, I, I should start with, I think one thing that people are missing out a lot on, which they do not use are lists. And I've been hearing more and more folks starting to use lists. Yeah. I, I, I pride myself on lists, I think, because it's very helpful for me to kind of keep, you know, track of the folks that I want to pay attention to. But I think there's also, you know, in a way, it almost acts like a media list. You know, you want to find journalists, you want to keep tabs on them. You want to see what they're up to. And that's a very easy way to do that. Um, But I think really, you know, from our perspective, at least like one thing we've been doing, one thing I've been doing personally, a lot of is I ask a weekly question related to public relations or related to media relations. And it's not necessarily geared towards promoting our company, not geared towards promoting my brand. It's really just geared towards community and trying to instigate conversation and dialogue. And I found that really, really helpful. We're lucky enough now where we're starting to get a lot of responses where we generate some blog content out of that. But it's all useful. And it's all very cool to see these PR pros from from Ireland and England and India and the States and South America all chiming in, but also learning from each other. And I think that's something that we're we're somewhat lacking in terms of kind of that global community. We have a lot of micro communities, but I think that's one thing that we've done really well. Um, that's worked for us and for, for folks who, who want to do, you know, who want to build their personal brand. I think it really, again, it starts with just, you know, finding those, those little communities, whether it be with journalists or publicists and starting to just, you know, make yourself a little bit more known, make your presence known, engaging with them, commenting, sharing content, you know, kind of, it's that like standard engagement that, uh, some of us were taught a while ago when social media started to gain some steam, um, (laughs) And I think the important thing to know about that is doing it in a genuine way, not doing it just to do it. But if you have something valuable to contribute or if, you know, if you're really curious about something and you want to learn more, you know, again, kind of bringing that um, that genuineness to the table, I think is very, very important. But something that, again, can really, you know, push push the boundaries for folks. Yeah, no, that's that's phenomenal because. You know, I, I know that's how I personally found Solo PR Pro, you know, was, was via Twitter, just that consistent. And and I love, you know, what you're saying is what we always preach, right? Be consistent, you know, be real, be helpful. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the word that keeps coming to mind is nimble, you know, which is what we're all required to be right now. And, and yeah. one pitch is just such 
what what a great way to to just really get in there and start building those relationships. It's especially in you know in these times where everything's moving so quickly. And, you know, even like Karen said, keeping your pitches to one or two sentences, because honestly, the, the phrase that keeps coming to mind, you know, comes to mind when I edit things, you know, it's like too many words, too many words. No one yeah. cares. No one cares until they care. But you have to get them to care. Yeah, I say that a lot. And honestly, you know, we have to really, this environment in where, yeah. you know, people are burned out. They're... Yeah everyone's overwhelmed. We're all short staff. We're all dealing with, you know, and in the PR industry across the board, there's been a flood of work. So we're overworked. Journalists are overworked. You know, we were talking before um, Jarrett and I about a reporter that we both know who's booked up until September. Mind you, it's only August. (laughs) She's booked through the end of September. So what does that tell you about the state of media? These people are juggling a lot and they are human beings who are doing work just like we are that we love. And I mean, with all the balls in the air, you do want to be respectful of their time. You you don't want to be self-serving. Obviously, we have a job to do for our clients, but you have to keep the other party in mind. And you want to understand that just like you're feeling overwhelmed and burned out and, and might be, you know, working late at night sometimes, so are they. Um, and so give them the, give them the respect of time to respond, try to, you know, push your timelines as much as possible to accommodate this environment that we're living in, because it's rough out there <laughs> and yeah, don't make yeah. a lot of words. Cause I know my head personally spins these days. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, that just gave me a migraine. I, I can't process it. It's just like too much. Like I just need to bottom line it for me. Just bottom line it. <laughs> yeah. What what where? Why should I care? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Or yeah. as we put it, what is your pitch and why is it important? Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a nice way of saying it, Jared. <laughs> yeah. And getting back to that a little bit, I know you touched on, you know, it in, in speaking about the state of the pitch. I mean, if you could say, you know, right now, you know, two two of the key takeaways, like, are you finding most journalists are like, you know, just email me or, you know, and like you had touched on too, subject lines matter. And that is so true. Um, well, with most journalists, I, I were there any, you know, were there a couple of things that really stood out to you consistently across the board or? I think email first and foremost. Yeah. Still the number one preferred method for communicating with journalists. Right. Um, there, there was a surprising number of folks who are open to pitches via social media, though, and I thought that was very interesting. Interesting. Um, but again, it's not, it's not across the board. It's a smaller group that I think is is starting to grow a little bit. Right. A lot of them do not want to have any sort of connection on LinkedIn, which I thought was rather interesting. Um, hmm. when it, when it comes to kind of that relationship building and pitching, a lot of them prefer Twitter over any other social network. Yeah. Um, okay. and again, I mean, it just goes back to why Twitter is so important, why we always are just ingraining in people. You need to be on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, the other, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Do you think it's, I mean, I think that's interesting about LinkedIn and I didn't realize that about journalists, but it intuitively makes sense because I also don't like getting pitched on LinkedIn. There's something about it that feels more cluttered. It feels like one more inbox that you have to go to and I don't get to it as fast. So I actually prefer somebody to email me than to do it on LinkedIn um, because I get pitched a lot too. Twitter... Mm -hmm. 
is better for me too, but not that like, Hey, DMs are always open. It's just, I think it's about being thoughtful, right? Because I have definitely pitched on social media using Twitter, Mm -hmm. but very strategically, like I will check in with somebody and say, Hey, this is happening. Okay. To follow up by email. Um, and that's not just like this, you know, not a big long pitch, but and it's somebody that I'm engaged with kind of routinely. So if I'm engaged with a person and we chat and, you know, routinely on Twitter and we're kind of like seeing each other, you know, throughout the week, I'm more comfortable just hitting them up on DM saying, Hey, I've got this. I think it's right up your alley. Okay. If I email you more details, but yeah, I, why do you think, do you think that that's the reason? Because LinkedIn just feels like a place that you don't want that extra layer or or did they give a reason behind that? You know, I I don't recall if we got any sort of specific reason in in my own interpretation. I mean, LinkedIn is, it's not as much of a, although it's a social network to me, it's not as social in comparison to Twitter. And I think it's also more formal, right? It's like, Oh, here's my business profile and my expertise and all of that. My colored shirt and Twitter is more like, Hey, here's my flip flop. (laughs) <laughs> and my tank top, and like, here's who I am. I'm just gonna let it all hang out. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. there's there's kind of some of those differences. That's but even true. To your, I, not, I don't your, think I've ever shared a photo of my dog on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I was gonna say, Karen, to your point. I mean, I've pissed journalists on Twitter, even cold, and I've said to them, Hey, you know, I wanted to reach out. I, I can't see. I can't find an email to reach you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, you know, want to talk to you about. More than likely, it's about the podcast. Um, and if you are interested, let me know. I'd be happy to follow up with more details. Nine times out of 10, they're like, hey, I'm interested. Here's my email. Yeah, and they, they take it off of there yeah. you know, immediately. But again, it's just it. that yeah. even that initial message can, can yeah. get you in good graces. So I think it's important to, again, just kind of realize, be, be nimble, as Michelle said. Be kind to people, respect their time. But at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you don't ask, that opportunity could be missed. Yeah, that's true. And mm-hmm. I just I just think the nature of Twitter, you know, it's it's the brevity of it, the the in the moment of it. It's it's more mm-hmm. of um almost a natural way of, you know, tapping someone on the shoulder, you know, and saying like, Hey, do you have a minute? You know, that's that's <laughs> what I think of Twitter. And of course journalists live like there. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, why, I would why be not? Curious, I'd be curious to know like how many journalists keep Twitter open in their browser all day long. I would imagine the number is probably fairly high. That could be your question. That could be your next weekly question. I could name a few that I'm like, so you're on Twitter all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really not sure how you're getting all this writing done, but yay for you. But yeah, I right. mean, you know, I can be guilty of that too when I'm not juggling 10,000 things. When I'm down to 8,000 things, it's pretty much open mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. Kind of see what's going on out there. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, oh my God, Jared, we could talk to you for hours on end. So we okay. may have to do this again. And, and I don't know, Jared, I think that there's a Twitter spaces chat in here somewhere um, to connect the PR community. Cause you are building this micro community. So we might need to team up and do that too. And bring people together around. There's lots to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. We're so, so thankful that you were here today. It was so cool to get to know you. We will make sure that we include the one pitch 
URL in the show notes, as well as the link to that great survey. But tell people how they can find you. Easiest way across all social channels, one pitch, SAS, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are kind of our, our main channels that we operate on. Myself, I am at J-M-O-M-O-N-K. Long story, we don't have to share it now. Um, I'm <laughs> across all social channels as well. Our website, onepitch.co, you can find us, learn more a little bit about our service. We also have our podcast and our blog listed there if you're curious to find some more resources about media relations, PR, and the media. And other than that, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we are so grateful for you. And also to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And please do dig into all that One Pitch has to offer. You know, we're not we're not just saying that to be nice to Jared because he's here. We really <laughs> believe it. <laughs> we, we are grateful for your time to spend with us here on That Solo Life. And until next time, thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>